Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Paychecks Thrive podcast. My name is Gene Marks. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am here with John Cohen. John is the CEO of Talkspace.com. John is also an MD, which makes you smarter than my sister, John, because she is just a DO. So I uh, just want to be on record. I'm sure she's going to really yell right. at me for saying that. Uh, yeah, but, I'm not going to. I'm not going to take the bait. Yeah, on that. you're not going to. Don't even go. You don't get on that road. Uh, thank you very much uh, for joining. First of all, I'm really happy that you're here. Um, I am a fan of the platform as well. So let's talk first of all about Talkspace, what it does. Uh, tell us first of all a little bit about yourself, and also tell us about the platform, and then we're going to get into mental health. Go ahead. Sure. So, uh, so I'm. Uh, I took on the role as a CEO back in November. So we're. I'm all of six months in. Uh, I was on the board for a brief period of time before I came off the board of Talkspace to to take on the position as a uh, CEO. I've had a a very uh, depends who you ask a checkered career. Uh, <laughs> meaning I've had a I've had I've been to be honest I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of different life experiences and. This is sort of the next uh, uh, next turn for me. Sometimes I checkered a, is not a good thing, by the way. I just want to, <laughs> so, I think it's like I've had a multifaceted you know, career of a, a variety. You know, some, people of, say, <laughs> some people say I can't hold down a job, but I think you know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know historically, uh, I've had some. You know, I've, uh, I'm a physician, as you said. I'm a vascular surgeon by training. I I did the academic thing. I you know was chairman of surgery at a big academic department, ran a medical center. Uh, I actually ran for Lieutenant Governor of New York on healthcare reform, uh, and then ended up, uh, in the laboratory diagnostic industry for close to 14 years. Wow. Um, uh, prior to this, just, which is, we may want to, or may not want to get into, uh, I ran the, the company that probably did almost the third largest amount of COVID testing in the country. So I have a pretty deep experience on what happened to the country during COVID and how we addressed it. So, um, anyway. So, so uh, Talkspace is, is amazing. I, I, I like to tell people, you know, I, I went to medical school 100,000 years ago. And during my medical school training, if I, if I remember correctly, I had maybe a one week of psychiatry. Yeah. Right. It's okay. One week of psychiatry. I went in for a couple of days. I said, well, this is interesting. And that was that. So, and the reason I tell you that is, uh, is, is you know, is mental health has always been separate from, you know, medical health as people consider it. It's been a, it's been a very, you know, separate entity. And, and what's important is what I like to tell you is mental health time has come. There's not a day that goes by that someone does not talk about mental health therapy, what we need, whether it's a current crisis in the news or the huge amount of funding that's going into trying to change the paradigm. Uh, the time has really come for people to, to, to get mental health therapy. What's also interesting is the number of people who actually do get therapy. It's enormous. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on what number you read. You can read anywhere from 20, 30 to 60% of people are somewhere or another getting therapy. And at least one in 25 Americans probably have some psychiatric sort of mental health issue that they need to have addressed. So if you layer that on top of uh, what, what Talkspace is. So Talkspace has been around for over 10 years. It's got a big brand. Uh, it was associated with Michael Phelps Stills for a long time relative to, to his journey. Um, but more importantly, they, uh, they paved the way and were the pioneers in, in proving and publishing over 20 publications, research, you know, peer review journal, that therapy through texting actually works, mm. right? So they, they were 
Talkspace is the, you know, the pioneers in that. Now we've moved from both texting to voice and live video. We offer all three services. But the fact that you could text somebody, you know, on your phone and actually have somebody basically available 24-7 changes the paradigm enormously. Then if you take them, of course, what happened with COVID, they say that COVID probably accelerated telehealth in general by 10 years, yeah. if not more. Um, and what's interesting is, is although the, the it accelerated in all parts of medicine, it was particularly applicable to primary care. Um, some of that's backed off recently as people return to physicians. But if you look at the number of telehealth visits, the overwhelming majority of them, over 50, 60 percent of them are actually telehealth for mental health. Hmm. So and it, the reason is, is obvious. It's a very, very um, easy slash convenient platform to deliver that kind of therapy because Quite honestly, you don't really need to see a physician right. or you don't need to see a therapist. Right. And, the, and the convenience is enormous, right? You don't have to take time off from work, take time on the weekend, spend an hour, half hour driving somewhere, go to someone's office, drive a half hour back. So, the, so you know, those two, those, those several issues are part of the reasons that this has emerged uh, so quickly. Um, the other is, is for, for Talkspace, which we believe is, is unusual and unique is we've become what's called a covered service. So we have 100, over 112 million people who could actually get their therapy essentially for free or for a small out-of-pocket copay. And we're covered, and we are, we're in all 50 states and we have over 4,000 therapists. So as you can imagine, you know, up till you know, a year ago or six months ago, or whatever it is, six months, a year ago, you used to find us or find other people and you'd have to pay for it. Yeah. It was a consumer product. Now what happens is when you find Talkspace, you could go on and, and we'll say, listen, you could certainly pay for it to get your therapy. But by the way, let us determine your eligibility. And it's a pretty good chance you're covered by your health plan. That's changed things, as you can imagine, dramatically for our company, because now people could get it. So now you have a you, so now you have a, a, a platform that's that's mature. Yep. You have an enormous need. Yep. It's now extremely affordable. Because it's you know it's it's pay reimbursed, and it's in the forefront of what every everybody knows is is really important to what's going on in the universe of of what we live. So um, so having said all that, those are many of the reasons. There's probably at least a fifth is uh, is from a business standpoint, the market is incalculable. Yeah. What I mean by that is, I'm, we're not in a business where I'm here trying to steal market share. What I'm in is a business where all we need to do is, is tell people and grow the market because it's so big and so many people want it. So that's a long-winded answer. It's a great answer. No, it's a great answer. Um, and we can give, you know, it, it, it's become obvious that mental health is such the root of so many healthcare issues. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, people that suffer from, you know, stomach issues and a lot of it can be brought back to a mental health thing, you know, or... Uh, the way that you deal with, you know, any trauma or any emergencies. And, uh, and then of course we know, we also know, cause I see it when I go to my clients, John, like, you know, the, you know, the companies being run by people over the age of 50, but the majority of their workers are under the age of 35. And you've got a lot of millennials and Gen Xers where uh, they went through a lot of trauma during COVID. And also they're just not afraid to talk about this stuff anymore. It's not like, yeah, you know, I don't know how old you are, but when we were kids, you know, Oh no, we're younger. We just didn't talk about it. It was like a stigma, you know. Now it's not, isn't it? It was, yeah. One, it was until recently was absolutely a stigma, and nobody talked about it. And by the way, 
men are even more resistant than women, 100%. by the way, yep. about talking about, you know, their issues or their mental health. Um, you know, I thought I'll give you an interesting anecdote. One of the most interesting, you know, when we had that the recent episode where the, you know, the NFL player, yeah. you know, basically tried to die on the field yeah. and they successfully resuscitated him. Um, it was it was an amazing sort of set of events. But what I thought was so fascinating is if you look at the the broadcast media within 12 hours and then when the, the the broadcasters had people on from the NFL and who are prior players saying, listen, guys, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with this. You need to go either to your therapist or therapy because we need to address this because all of you are thinking about whether or not I'm going to die on the field if this is going to happen to me. You would never have had that conversation five years ago. The, the NFL would never have said that five years ago. To their credit, now recognizing how important this is, so it's a, it has certainly come to be, as I say, you know, really uh, on top of mind. And, I remember when we were, uh, sort of say, you know, I, this is now close to there's like twenty seven years ago. Uh, we had our first kid. We went through like all this infertility, my wife and I, and um, couldn't get pregnant. And, um, and it was having much more of an effect on her than it was having on me. Cause I'm a guy, you know, it's like, we tend to, we just don't right. let, you know, write the public know. And, um, so she like dragged me to a therapist that specialized in infertility, you know, kicking and screaming. Right. And I gotta tell you, I walked out of that session. It was, it was like my, it was like world changing for me because here you were sitting across from like a trained professional. That's all she does is see people that are dealing with infertility. So she knew the right questions to ask. She knew out the responses. She's seen plenty of reluctant husbands before. And, um, and we went to a few sessions with her and I can't find you out that. And this was a number of years ago, you know, and, and it's only improved since then. So it, it's, it's a gradual change, you know, it really I is. Actually, so I was, I literally within the last, you know, couple of days been reaching out to some fertility, you know, companies because women's health is a big deal. It's because it's not just the fertility. There's, yeah, it's a pretty big issue about postpartum depression. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's just one of the multiple areas where, you know, people seek therapy where it makes a big difference. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, we're, I mean, we're talking about healthcare. Um, so, talk to us. We did a we did a study on 600 healthcare workers during COVID uh, who were able to have access to our platform with, uh, you know, with texting and the the improvement. Three weeks of texting therapy had this dramatic improvement on healthcare delivery, particularly healthcare workers who were in the hospital, watching people get sick, watching people in the yeah. ICU, watching people get died. So we had this like really big impact just on that subgroup of people who, you know, they're sitting there like all they honestly, all they want to do is talk to somebody, yep. meaning talk, text, communicate. Like, what do I do? I feel really bad. I feel, I'm really getting depressed. I have people around me, you know, dying. So the, the, the impact is, is, is really, really enormous. Um, you know, on, on the business side, you know, you mentioned, you know, that the, the thousands and thousands of uh, small, you know, small businesses. So we, you know, we have a big, big business in, de in developing and delivering talk space to both small and large employers. Okay. Uh, we sell directly to them. And it's a, it's interesting. It, it is a added benefit for some of them. You yep. could, so there's two ways to get it. Just, we go back, yep. you know, a lot of people, most, a lot of employees have, you know, employee assistance programs called EAP programs. So you can frequently, you could get therapy through your EAP program. The, the benefits are though limited. Sometimes it'll be three to five sessions. And then for Talkspace though, you can flip your EAP benefits into your coverage benefit okay. long-term. However, 
a lot of our, the, most of our employer business uh, is actually we we sell the benefits separately. So the so the employer is actually layered on, and what they do is there's a they pay us a per employee per month fee, but the the offering is much different because then what happens is, is the employee has access twenty four seven to texting. They may actually get probably get access to one or two videos at least a month, but it's really easy to navigate. Essentially, there's a you know there's a home page and you go and you're this employee you work for this company and then you're you're off and running. You know, you do the intake and everything else. So we we do that with a lot of employers. It's a really big part of our, our business. And as you know, the the impact on employees and employee health is really enormous. The numbers are extraordinary in terms of work productivity, yep. absence from work, taking time off for therapy, uh, basically being a happy worker, you know, with what they do every day. The data is very very significant. And it's not just for existing employees, but from a recruiting standpoint. I mean, you know, right. when we're all shortage, we're all facing shortages of workers. It's it's everybody's biggest headache. And um, yeah, and and I know because I, I client after client, they they interview you know potential employees, particularly younger employees, and they are asked straight up like what mental health, you know, I suffer from anxiety or I have, you know, depression. What type of mental health benefits does your company provide? And if you don't have an answer to that, uh, it, you know, it, it makes a big impact on the ability to attract people to your company. Yeah. It's a, uh, we, we like to say it, it's, it's no longer a nice to have. Right. It's really, must. it is. It's must. Okay. It's I have really- specific questions about Talkspace, sure. uh, you know, that I, I just want to make clear. First of all, um, is texting, texting is still a part of the program, I'm assuming. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're not being surprised that, you know, significant number of people under the age of 35 like to text. Yeah, they do. And um, do you get, and, and I'm asking you these questions because I get these questions here from my clients as well with services like yours. I mean, Talkspace isn't the only game in town, but um, it is one of the leaders. Um, so is it, do, do you get, a, a, you know, a, a dedicated therapist, you know, so if I sign up with Talkspace, I'm, I'm going to most likely be seeing the same person each time and building a bit of a relationship right. with that person? Yeah, so absolutely. So we actually, you know, are pretty proud of the fact that 80% or plus of our people stay with the same therapist. Okay. Don't change. Okay. So not only that, but what you don't want to do, so if you have a, if you start off texting and then you want to flip the video, you flip the video with the same person. Okay. It's not like you change, right? Uh, and by the way, just so it is, you will match, if you want to text, you will match with a therapist within hours of talk space. And if you if you go straight to video, it'll be somewhere between five to seven days. Okay. But if you if you text and then you go to video, it's shorter. And the reason I tell you that is, you know, if you go the traditional route outside to try and get therapy or a psychiatrist, it's probably three months. And it is because there's a big backlog uh, that is out yeah, there. Is there a, is there a, a selection? Uh, I don't want to call this like a, like a dating app, but I mean, is there a yeah. selection yeah. process for matching, you know, the right yeah. therapist with the right patients? Yeah, there is, there is, a, there is a, there is a actually a very sophisticated, um, now what we call a two-way matching okay. algorithm. So what I mean by that is, is you go in and you, you will match based on some of what your preferences are if you have. So no surprise, uh, some people match by age, yep. uh, some people match by diversity, right? Right. Um, some people will, will match by other things. Some people will say, listen, they'll match because of LGBTQ. They'll match based on, you know, as I said, diversity, age. Some people will match, of course, based on what they are perceived needs. They'll say, okay, I want somebody who's a particular expert in family counseling. Yeah. I want somebody who really knows how to deal with addiction. So they, so we'll match that. On the reverse, the, we just, so the therapist also can match. Yeah. So the therapist can say, 
listen, I have time open. I really like doing, I like to do a little bit more uh, therapy around bullying. Right. With, with, Infertility, uh, right? <laughs> or, 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 right. 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 So we, we have a, what I, what I like to call is a, is a two-way match, right? Um, you know, what'd be very interesting is uh, if you, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but I, I'd love to see that data someday in the form of, you know, if you, to share it, obviously, obviously without naming names, but I, I'm interested to know, like, do employees, do people prefer to be matched with somebody of their age or do younger people prefer to be matched with somebody that's older? And uh, what about gender? What about race? Yeah. You know, yeah. and maybe you can generalize, um, but I'm, I'm curious what, what your data has shown over the years, uh, how people like to be matched. Tell, and that's just... Uh, off, you know, off script there is just something that, you know, to, to think about. Cause that, that's something I would report on and I do a lot of writing and, um, I would find that to be like an interesting thing for my employees to know. Uh, and it would help them get to their, to, to a better match quicker. I think I, I actually, I, I'll get back. I'm right, right. The answer is I don't know, yeah but I wrote it down. I, I will yeah. get you an answer about what, if we don't have the data, we probably, can yeah, I'm it. sure you have the data. I just don't know if you've okay. actually, you know, done anything with it. Um, yeah. next question is like, you know, there are therapists and there are therapists. So, can you define like the people that are providing these services? Like, are they, are there coaches? There are therapists, there are psychologists, there are psychiatrists. Like who, who are we getting on your platform and how do we get them? Right. So, um, so the average experience in terms of length of time is eight years. So we have a very mature therapist, you know, base. We have over 4,000 therapists. We do serve, you know, all 50 States. Mm. Uh, people have to be licensed Okay. To give therapy, these are not coaches, okay. right? And there is, whichever is that, there's a lot of ways to get licensed. So you could be a licensed professional counselor, you could be a licensed clinical social worker, you could be a licensed mental health counselor, you could be a licensed marriage and family therapist, you could be a psychologist, wow. a psychiatrist, or a psychiatry and, and nurse practitioner. Now, different states are a little bit different about who's allowed, so the state licensure issues could vary. But we're not coaches; we are everybody is licensed by their you know, by the society, whatever that requires it with certain requirements. And then they have to get through our requirements. We're, uh, you know, NCQH, you know, approved. And as I said, a pretty mature group of people and people fortunately actually like working for us. I, I'm um, sure. Um, I, 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 I have an aunt who is a, a licensed therapist in New York. Um, you know, she lives in Queens and she claims that she can't practice like outside of her state. Cause that's what her license limits her to. And do you find that as well? Like, are you more likely than not to be paired with somebody that's local to you or, or not? So, so first off, COVID changed a lot of it. Okay. Some of it's going to be lifted. Um, so many, many people had cross state licensure issues lifted during COVID. It is a, it's actually turns out it's a state, issue. Okay. So the state can decide. So New York state, which has actually been extending their waiver, which means they had, they've waived the requirement on mental health a month. I think it's only almost month to month right now post COVID uh, about whether or not people cross state can, can practice. Okay. In addition, I will tell you that a significant number of therapists have multiple licenses yeah. across states. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we have therapists that five, 10, 15 different states. So they, they purposely have done that. So okay. we've tried to address the issue. We are pressing, not just us, there are other telehealth companies who are really, really pushing pretty hard on the cross state licensure issue because, you know, these platforms are national. Yep. Um, of course. And, and plus it's, it's not just that the person is local, but I'll give you an example. So if you have a, 
a, a kid in college and they're getting therapy and they live in New York and next year they're, you know, they're going to the university of Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, can their therapist follow them? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so good. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's also a quality of care issue relative to continuity of care. Um, you know, you mentioned the kid in college and, um, this, is a, this is a tough question to answer, but I, I'm curious what your, you know, what you guys do about this. I mean, if my kid, um, was, was using your services and getting, you know, cause, cause, cause he or she felt that they needed, um, help counseling or whatever, as you know, my son or my daughter's parent, I would, I would want to know about it. Okay. As, as a parent, you know, cause what, what can I do about that? But switching away from the parent-child thing, there's the employer-employee relationship. Uh, there's obviously there's HIPAA, there's privacy, there's confidence. I mean, all of that stuff going on. And I'm curious how you balance that. I mean, as an employer, I have ten employees. I would love to, and I probably will. We can talk separately about signing up for talk space just from my group. You know, I and it's a line. It's a tough line. That's why I, I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, I would like to know how the service is being used because I'm paying for it, you know, so how often or, you know, whatever. Um, I don't, without, you know, breaching any privacy issues, I, I would like to know if anybody's having any issues that I should be aware of or uh, can help them with, or that might actually be a, a potential problem or a safety or a danger issue in my company. How do you, you know, how do you handle that? <laughs> so the, the two issues, first off, that there's a certain age and, I could check. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably 17-ish where, um, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to miss, I don't want to. Yeah, where they don't have to disclose or, or whatever. By, by no, the way, my kids wouldn't tell me anyway. They, they didn't even tell me where they, they are. So <laughs> There's a certain age where you have to, where you have to get permission from the parents right. just to let them know that the child's getting therapy, right. but you're not required to tell them what the results are or what the therapy is. Understood. Right. Honestly. So that, and I don't know, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know if that's cross state, but I know that that has come up as an, an issue with public schools about, okay, that the parents have to know, but you don't have to tell them when, where, what, and what's going so on. So the answer to that is, by the way, from, from a parent-child standpoint, um, right. you know, be aware that there are those rules and you need to ask about it. Okay. So that's, that's fine. Right. So okay. that's a, that's a, and, and by the way, just for record, that a lot of, a lot of that comes from the parents, not from the student, meaning the parents contact us and say, Hey, can you help me out? I think I have, I think I have trouble with my kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so it's a two way street. Yeah. Okay. So then in terms of, in terms of employer, I'll be honest, there's no way that we release information to employers, right? right. It is totally HIPAA protected. Right. It's between us and the, it's like any other patients between us and the patient. Okay. If the patient employee elects to tell you about it, then so be it. Now we do have, of course, significant elevation uh, practice is a place if we think someone is suicidal or homicidal, not to you as the employer, but to other agencies that give support. Okay. Now, what we do do is we have a special, as this, remember I told you, when we go to employers as, a, as an added benefit, we do have a, a added program which goes with it. It's called Flex, Self-Guided, Engage. And what we do is with the HR executive, we will tell them, give them the data. This is how many people use your service. Uh, this is what we're seeing. So we'll give them de-identified some issues relative to it. the bigger thing is we support the HR executives. We do so we do a we do a lot of online courses live with a therapist. So you as an employee, 
could go on. It, it's sort of it's like Peloton, but you could go on. Mm-hmm. You're anonymous. Like you don't know that there's 30 other people signed up for the course, but your interaction with the therapist is live. Mm-hmm. So we do those live, you know, so we have hundreds of different topics. So every week we're giving classes to different employees and say, okay, you, you know, there's a, you know, I'm worried about getting COVID class. There's a, I have a familiar relationship. I'm worried about divorce, my, my kid, whatever. So we have like hundreds of different topics. So we always do, we support, we really, really try and support the HR executive and how they deal. So it's not like we just give you the thing and say, okay, sign up, right? We, we say, here it is. But we try and support them in a very big way to get people to use it and to give them the tools that they need to make it a much more effective program. Good. That's a big part of what we do. Okay, that's fine. A couple more questions, I'll let you go. It's great stuff. Um, it, um, medications, uh, do you guys prescribe? Yes. You do? So we have a, so 200 of our 4,000, roughly 200 of our 4,000 therapists uh, are allowed to prescribe. They, they, so we have a psyche, psychiatry slash medication management business. Now here's the caveats. Um, it's almost all anti-anxiety, anti-depression. We do not prescribe controlled substances. We do not prescribe Adderall, et cetera. Okay. So, and we don't own drugs and we don't own a distribution. So we're not in that business at all. So, but our psychiatrist will, will prescribe. And then, you know, you get it at, you know, wherever your pharmacy is. So, and it's only for 18 years old and older. Okay. Right. So we're limited. Those are our limitations by design. Okay. Um, but we do, we do have a, significant growing business in psychiatry medication management because again it's easily accessible good to people um final question you know i mean listen i i, I think that talk space and platforms like yourself are, are like you said i mean it's like a must-have benefit um mental health benefits are are you know among the top most requested they're along with health insurance and retirement plans and flexibility it's all you know part of the same game so you're in a great you're in a great spot but the um you know, to complement what you do, uh, employers need to be doing things on their own. I mean, right. I mean, so it, it's providing a good, you know, healthy workspace is right. also important. It helps you do your job that much better. So having said that, and just your final thoughts, cause you've spoken to lots of people and lots of employers and you've been, you know, you've been face to face with a lot of different companies just John, give me your thoughts. You've been in this business for 150 years. Give me some of your thoughts on um, providing like a good, you know, you know, mentally helpful workspace that you know our listeners and viewers can walk away and think to themselves, okay, we should be doing this in our in our companies. I, I think like like everything else, it's uh, it depends on the size of the company because some you know it depends on who who own. I'm a big believer like who owns something, right? right. Like who who owns the initiative, who owns who owns mental health, you know, better health, better mental health for the company and the employees. And then like everything else is there's never, uh, there's never enough communication. So however you communicate, whatever that program is, which should be formal Mm. in place is how often, what are you communicating? How could we, if we were Talkspace, help you get that message out? How can we get to your employees? And we do, we do with permission, we do reminders. We tell people like, have you done this? Have you done that? You know, like, have you, you know, you have a bunch of open sessions, you know, have you talked to your therapist? So there's a lot of it is around uh, communication. And, and I will tell you as one of the final thoughts, I, as I've been, I've talked about this for almost my entire career relative to what, what patients really are in consumers, because it's healthcare is very different than anything else you buy is probably the number one issue 
that promotes mental health, at least telehealth in this, is that the, the employees don't have to pay for it. Mm. The minute, and this is true of all healthcare, the minute you put money between a patient and the ability to get a service, yeah. it's the number one deterrent for why people don't get healthcare. And that's true of everything. And it's particularly true for us. And, and there's enormous amount of data. You know, if you look at, look at too far field, if you look at just high deductible plans, the number of employees that don't get their basic healthcare screenings, whether it's colonoscopy, mammography, et cetera, because they're on high deductible plans that they don't want to pay for it out of pocket is just gigantic. Yeah. It's, it's a proof point for why people don't want to spend money for whatever reason on their health care unless they're forced to. So the, the contrary to that is the minute you have something that's really available yep. with minimal cost, that's a huge positive to, to getting people to use it. And not only is it the right thing to do, um, which obviously it is, but from a business standpoint, I mean, the healthier employees right. are, the more they come to work, the right. more productive they are, the more they do a better job and uh, you're, you're right. The more that, you know, I think employers fail to realize that they think they're saving money on their health costs by offering high deductible plans or pushing more of these costs down on the employees when in the long term they're costing themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. John Cohen is the CEO of Talkspace. That's www.talkspace.com. John, great, great information. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, like you. I said, I've been a fan of the platform for a number of years and have recommended it to clients. And I hope that this conversation also helps to spread some awareness, not only about what Talkspace does, but also just mental health in the workplace in general. So thank you very much. Your time is valuable. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching and listening to this week's episode of the Paychecks Thrive podcast. My name is G Marks. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any advice or tips or you'd like to suggest a guest for the show, please visit us at payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics. Again, I'm Gene Marks. I'll be back with you soon with another episode. Talk to you soon. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychecks can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023. All rights reserved. <laughs>